2: My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop, drop, bag drop, <laughs> a mic drop,
1: bag drop. Bag drop, All right. Welcome back. EYL. This is something that is a very important, special episode and a topic that we haven't covered yet. But an essential topic Um, and it's it's ironic because I actually put a post up a few days ago about farming and about agriculture and said we wanted to, you know, kind of have more topics about that. So this is in line with that a little different, but it falls in that um, bucket uh, and it's business as well. Mm -hmm. Big, big business um and something that you know we don't usually think about as as far as starting a business. Yeah. Um so, you know, when we talk about grocery stores.
0: We all go. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: um Aaron Johnson, AJ, we were connected with him last year when we went to Tulsa for the 100th year commemorations, I guess we should call it, of the um Black Wall Street bombing. And we did Market Mondays live.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: was that was crazy to actually do Market Mondays live it was on a day around the same time. I believe they almost say. yeah, almost to the minute. Um, so that was just you know a very 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 um you know, just all kind of emotional experience for us. It was really dope. But we got connected with AJ, and he has a story where he started a grocery store on the north side of Tulsa, which is where Black Wall Street is, like that, that area, right? Yes, sir. And that is predominantly black neighborhood. In the neighborhood has had a variety of different issues ever since, you know, Black Wall Street. Um, So this is going to be an interesting conversation because having a grocery store, something that is extremely important, like I said, is vital for Mm -hmm. survival because everybody has to eat food. It's like non-negotiable. But also when we talk about like food deserts and we talk about um, low quality food, different things of that Mm -hmm. nature, like... It's very, very important to have you know good um, groceries, produce, and meats, and different things of that nature in the community. Mm-hmm. And being that, you know it's hard to really start a startup grocery chain. Most grocery chains are like chains.
0: Yeah, you hear the franchise them or something yeah, like
1: that. Yeah, like A&P, ShopRite, different things of that nature. Yeah, stop so and Shop and all that. Stop and Shop. Yeah. You don't really see too many. So what happens in a lot of neighborhoods is that, the grocery stores turn into like gas stations, different things of that nature. So that's when I was in Baltimore and we'll talk about that. But I did a, I did I actually did a study on food deserts in Baltimore.
0: Uh so <laughs> I mean look right here in Greenberg, they took our supermarket out, turned into a DSW. Yeah. So <laughs> mm. so so Crazy. this so
1: this 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 conversation is very important because we understand the effects that nutrition has on us as mm-hmm. far as, you know, our health. We talk about diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol, Stroke, all of those different things. Yeah heart disease different things of that nature and so to be an entrepreneur to be a black entrepreneur with a grocery store in north tulsa home Mm -hmm. of black wall street very important Mm -hmm. so this is going to be a very educational informative episode i'm sure of it um yeah so first (laughs) and foremost thank you for joining us appreciate it
2: man it's 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 an honor to be here honor to serve y'all y'all have no idea the impact that not only you've had on me and my family, but the millions of people that are being reached because of because of you all, and so it's it's an honor to be amongst some of the OGs <laughs> in the in the game. Yeah.
1: Pre- appreciate that, brother.
2: And we ran into each other at InvestFest as
0: Man, well. I so said we awesome. we got a classic on our, on the way, so yeah. I'm happy that you're here to, to make this happen.
1: So I want to get into it, but before I do, I want to just kind of give some historical reference points for people to that. They might have heard of Black Wall Street, but they don't really know too much. Like, you know, why is Tulsa important? Why is North Tulsa Black Wall Street? Why is it important historically and why is it still important now?
2: Man, great question. The, the thing that happened in 1921, the race massacre, can never be quantified because we don't know how many Amazon inventors were there, how many iPhone you know, patents were there, how many things that we have today really we could have had back then. Tulsa at that time and Oklahoma really was considered a refuge for blacks. And there was at that time more millionaires per capita than any other state, mm-hmm. more black m- millionaires. So that that's crazy. In 1921, think about the wealth that that, that would equate to today had that continued. And so you know, a young black got on an elevator. The, the, you know, the story is that she said, you know, he said that, that, that he was attacked or she, she atta- he attacked her. She ran out, which wasn't true at all of the elevator. And all of a sudden, they're going to lynch him. And some blacks, wealthy blacks got together, former military, and said, we're not going to let this happen in, in, in our community. Release him. And they refused. And all of a sudden, planes start dropping bombs in Black Wall Street, destroying businesses, killing people. And so over 300 people were, were murdered. And, and that's the story of Black Wall Street. And so when the centennial came, May 31st of 2021, the question in the, in the world was asking, what's changed for blacks in the last 100 years? Because how many other Black Wall Streets would have been created had that one not been destroyed? How many other minority Wall Streets were there? There would have been a Hispanic like that. Would have been the model. We would have created the model for other minorities to say, "Man, if they can do it, what if we come together?" So that the wealth disparities that we have today wouldn't wouldn't be the case. I believe had that not taken place in Tulsa, in North Tulsa, at that time.
1: Yeah, they were saying when we took the tour. Like, uh, there was one gentleman. He had like a restaurant. He had a um, he had a hotel. And they were saying like he could have been like Marriott. Yeah, I mean Mm -hmm. like there was a bunch of people that that you know when you look at when you look at it, you never know the trajectory Mm -hmm. of what could have happened. But it was you know such a successful and thriving community that um you know just that one neighborhood, like you said, could have produced generational wealth for a variety of different people, and even bigger than that, actually created industries like tycoons in the industries, and um you know is from my understanding the only um. You know u.s uh bombing that was you know because i think it was like military planes that actually dropped those bombs and that's the only time that bombs was ever dropped from planes that was sanctioned from america in american history on american citizens ever was then wow so um you know that kind of puts it in perspective when we think about it like you know the only time that america actually sanctioned bombing um, from planes on American citizens was in Tulsa. Uh, even
0: bombers in general. I believe they were saying that the outside of Pearl Harbor. That was the only other time there's been a bombing on American soil and the first one from said, planes yeah, from planes was yeah. us yeah.
1: bombing each other bombing. even 9-11 that wasn't a bomb and they, they drove the planes in exactly. the building yeah. but yeah because um, it's not it's not easy to drop a bomb on America right. that's why Pearl Harbor is such a historical exactly. time because exactly. it caught us by surprise when the Japanese did that but you know it has a pretty good defense system the greatest military of all time so it's not easy just to fire a wow. plane yeah. and drop bombs over. Y'all,
2: y'all just shook me I didn't even know that and yeah. I live in Tulsa I didn't know that that was the first
1: say that again it was it was the first 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 um, sanctioned uh, American uh, bombing on American soil, and it was against American citizens, obviously, because it's in America. And I think, yeah, like Troy said, the only second uh, bombing from airplane ever to ever happen in America, because like I said, it's, it's not easy to just drop bombs.
2: That's crazy. And the correlation to that you know, uh, what did Key say? Uh, add value, or to add to that. Uh, from oh, Invest to add, to, add to your wisdom. Yeah, yeah add yeah, to yeah. your wisdom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, Keith. <laughs> uh, uh, add to your wisdom on that, that at that time, uh, from 1919 to 1921, there were so many black millionaires in Oklahoma, that also caused the movement for Oklahoma, throughout that time, more KKK family members were moving individuals that were involved in the KK, they were moving to Oklahoma because they didn't like that stat. Mm. So the resistance, as, as black excellence was rising, the resistance was also rising. Mm. So Oklahoma eventually became one of the most racist states, but why is that? On this side, we Excellent. was building the wealth, yeah. and then on this side, they were dropping bombs. So that just the system.
0: Yeah.
2: That, that, that's crazy, and I didn't even know that. So
0: how, how did we get to, because uh, I read correctly if I'm wrong, but you started in Milwaukee. Start in Milwaukee, right. go and Milwaukee, Bucks, And we were, just, we were just in Milwaukee when we were talking about I black business thriving. This is another city where we saw a lot of black business thriving, and we got the history on that when we visited. But you you moved to Oklahoma, and I think, what, what was it about Oklahoma that you saw growing up that you decided, as an adult, I need to make a change? Because I know there were there was some statistics about the life expectancy of, of blacks in, in the state. So what was it that triggered you to say, all right, I need to make a change here
2: in Tulsa? Obviously, the history of Black Wall Street, but was it something else? You know, it's crazy throughout the pandemic, um, you know, just getting back to serving people. Mm-hmm. My, I, I was never that smart in school, I actually cheated in college to get, <laughs> to get it, to, to make it, C's get degrees, shout out to all my my C's, <laughs> 2.5 GPA, don't quit, baby, <laughs> don't quit. Um, and so I, I, I always just felt as a kid growing up in a single parent home that I wanted to give my life to serve people. I didn't know what that looked like. Um, I majored in business management. But, um, anyway, for me throughout the pandemic, I saw, man, if this continues a long time, at the time I was, I was running a nonprofit in North Tulsa and I saw, man, food, health, gut, all of these things are, are so connected. And I said, man, something's got to happen. North Tulsa hadn't had a grocery store in 14 years, no grocery store in North Tulsa in 14. How is that even possible? But yet there's $10 Generals. So <laughs> yeah. no complete full service grocery store. But yet $10 Generals, Dollar General, by the way, 2021 ended up closing $32 billion. So most of they proliferate underserved communities mm-hmm. and rural communities. So throughout the pandemic, I recognize, man, we have to something's gotta shift something's gotta shift. So I was in my closet one day. I'm 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 a am a I'm a person of faith, I, I like y'all, and I just felt like something was happening. Like I'm not, I've never carried a baby, but I felt like I was carrying something. And I said, man, I'm not going to move from this spot, God, until you give me a word. And I felt the word was Ezekiel 36. I will rebuild the wastelands and replant the ruins. That was, that was what I got. And so I didn't know how I was going to do that. Long story short, I left my job, didn't have a plan. Like, that's the crazy, you talked about faith over fear. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't have a plan, left my job. And I said, I'm gonna figure out a way how to serve people the way that I, f- I feel is right. Got a phone call from having great relationships with you know people in our city. Uh, got a phone call, hey, we got, we got this grant, we got $4 million uh, that we're gonna have to give back to the federal government that was supposed to be used for a grocery store. AJ, you got grocery experience. I worked at a grocery store, was a regional manager, uh, for, for a grocery store right out of college, um, had seven stores, most of them were in underserved communities. And anyway, long story short, I said, That's it. How much money will it take? Well, AJ, we think about six and a half, but we only got four, so you're you gonna have to. I don't, I don't got four million dollars, I don't got two million dollars at the time, you know. <laughs> wife, three kids, Asian persuasion, shout out to my wife. Uh, we got three blazing daughters, and um. I put it all online. I took everything we owned, all of the money out of my 401 k, and it wasn't much, but I just began to connect. So four point one million turned into six and a half. We op- built the grocery store, opened it up. Now it's at ten and ten million, but we just took a step.
1: So the first four million. So that's a, that was a federal grant that they just had pending. You you had to come up with how much money did you have to come up with before you was awarded the grant or did they just give you the grant and then say come up with the rest?
2: They gave the, the city get uh, awarded Rose Washington, Tulsa Economic Development the, the the grant, and she essentially turned it over to us. And so together we had the public-private partnerships. And so just knocking on doors, connecting with people, hey, we're going we gonna to build a grocery store. The definition of Oasis means refuge, safe place, shelter. That's why we picked the name mm-hmm. because in a food desert – there's no refuge. There's no safe place. There's no shelter, and I didn't grow up and say, "Man, I'm a I'm a own grocery stores." Like, I never thought that, mm-hmm. but now we have a for-profit grocery store and the nonprofit where you can get a gallon of milk, but you can also get your your bills paid. You can get an apple, but also you're on food stamps. We're gonna give you a recipe book to teach you how to. How to eat, how to live.
0: So that that was the part of the component because even reading the story, it was like we got to get seven million. Obviously, the four million was 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 public fund, uh, funded, oh government funded, but you had to get private too, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wonder what that process was like because you said like Oklahoma not the friendliest to Black Americans. Yeah. So what was the the, the process of getting the private funding, and then the second part was like that nonprofit arm. Yeah. Cause like when you know you have a nonprofit and you, you have experience in it, there needs to be a community attachment to it. And so you very intentionally made it that way, or was that like, hey, we have to figure out how we can make this supermarket or this grocery store, this fresh market, I like fresh market. Yay. Like how can we make this fresh market unique to this area and
2: that so we can
0: set the trend going forward for fruit deserts?
2: So I'll uh, answer the second part first. The grocery store was a byproduct. I actually said the nonprofit has to be bigger than the grocery store Mm. because we have to serve people. You know, in underserved communities there's a lack of transportation, lack of education, lack of jobs. So I said, man, how are we, that is the purple cow, that's the the unicorn. What grocery store for profit gives away groceries every day? We do. We give people free groceries every single day. And we've been in the black since, month four, and now we're in month 16, so for me, providing those wraparound services and serving people, adding value, was, was the unique thing. Shout out to my councilwoman, Vanessa Harper, District One. She really, she fought to get a moratorium in place to block any more Dollar Generals in her district, which is District One, because um, there was 10 of them. So she fought. A Black woman went against a billion dollar company to say, you can't cross these lines without my permission anymore. She got threatened. She had to get security for a season and her husband is a police officer because they were all kind of crazy things happening. but it started there. She put a moratorium in place years before there was ever a grocery store, but that was her, her fight. And it was, it's an honor for, for us to serve. It was really her vision and still is to this day. It was her vision and she's a, a city counselor. And so we, They got that award years ago, and they were going to, the Food Desert Federal Award, they got the $4.1 million years ago, but never had a person that would take the reins of that. They had two groups that said they would do it. They fell off. I left my job not knowing what the next step was going to be, but I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur, serve people. Long story short, with Vanessa, with Rose and our team, we just began to just knock on those doors. And the right, like... We didn't even really have to knock on the doors because people knew North Tulsa was a food desert, and everybody knew the centennial was coming up. So somebody somebody better be a part of saying, something happened in North Tulsa. Something happened in Black Wall Street. And so we give credit to everybody that that that's helped us build that grocery store that gave. And, uh, yeah, we just serving people, man, giving apples, giving hope. So, so you was, all right, so... The two, it was, it wasn't so much like
1: crowdfunding. It was just like donations. Yeah. That raised, that helped outside of your money and then probably friends, family, whatever. And then the community just kind of raised and gave donations and that equaled that $2 million.
2: Yep. The two and a half that, that came in. It, it, but yeah, that, it was really private money. It wasn't really even donations. We, we went to a few different foundations that we had relationship with. Um, that's why your, your your gift makes room for you. And so we we had those relationships in my other role. And so going with Councilor Harper and Rose, the other partners, people said, we, we want to give to this. So city council is playing
0: a, a major role in this. The mayor is obviously playing. A, they were all on the same page as you? Like are Were they coming in like, hey, this is an idea that you're the person that executed or they're like, all right, let can we partner with him to get this done? What was that like dealing with city council, the mayor? I'm sure there's other people that probably don't want you to get it done. And then you have a lot of constituents that are saying, like, we need this. North Texas, uh, not North, North Tulsa needs this. It's been yeah. a 14-year drought. What was that experience like
2: for you? The mayor was, was, was also behind it as well and helped open up doors. And so um, that public-private partnership, I keep going back to that because there are dollars, federal dollars, county dollars state dollars that every state has but they get to decide where they spend their money well it's good that our mayor and city council said we got to address this food desert issue in north tulsa aj you we feel you're you're the one to do that we'll open up our our connections our resources uh to help you get that done but you got to own this thing oh by the way make sure it don't fail because black businesses and in, in underserved communities you know is there's not a lot of successful data yet but earn your leisure y'all changing that we changing that and so we raised that we raised that money and and we've got 41 people on staff most of them live right there in north tulsa so that was key for for me is that we have to hire from the community we can't hire people that don't look like us what now we do have a very diverse staff let me like my wife is asian so obviously we 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 are diverse Mm -hmm. uh but we wanted to show people cuz i never saw growing up somebody that looked like me own a business so now for the other little aj's the other little rashads and troys in the world we're showing them a model like hey if if we can do it y'all can do it too yeah, you said something very important about the nonprofit piece and you said
0: when you come to the fresh market we're going to give you financial literacy if you need help with your rent we can we can help with that if my son needs glasses he What does that look like, right? Because I've never experienced anything like that. So how how do you incorporate all these things inside of the fresh market itself? It's crazy.
2: I just go with my gut. Like, I don't, there's no real formula. Like, we we have what we call first Saturdays. So every first Saturday, we give away thousands of dollars worth of groceries, but we we bring in The glass like so how does it work the connections that we have i hit them up and i say hey you're in the mental health space you're in the medical space you're in the banking space you're in the real estate space i want y'all all all to show up on this day and we're going to do an event Mm. and we just post it on social media and the people come and but you have to be seen by every vendor because we want to give you the power, the knowledge that you need to transform your life. And they go, oh, I do need some chicken while I'm here. Dang, <laughs> I need some greens. And so we've, we've become the center of the community intentionally. Because I said, what's missing in our community and how do we fill those gaps? How do we serve people? Okay, And, and, and all the dots start connecting. And now... Like, who, who who has a for-profit and a non-profit and gives away groceries? Yeah, so, to answer your question, how does, that, how does that happen? We just, like y'all, we just take steps every day. Sometimes the team is like, AJ, that's a crazy idea. But we, we try it, and we learn from it. Tomorrow, we're giving away over 1,000 backpacks. Y'all didn't know that y'all was a part of a backpack drive. We told Rashad, look, Earn Your Leisure is giving away 1,000 <laughs> backpacks tomorrow. <laughs> Because it's about partnership. We don't have to do everything on our own, but together, like what did Mother Teresa say? I can do things that you cannot. You can do things that I cannot. And together, we can do greater things.
1: Very important. So, all right. So, let's talk about this from the beginning. So, you get the money. All right. You get the grant. You get the money. What's the first steps that you had to go through to open up the grocery store and get it up and running?
2: So... All along, we, had, we were doing community meetings where we would <clears throat> tell a community, hey, we'll come to this event center on this night. We want to get your feedback. So community engagement, we designed, and I built the grocery store with counselor uh, Harper based off of the feedback for the com- uh, from the community. So we were having meetings for eight months, almost weekly. To get, hey, what is it that you want in the grocery store? Because we would tell people the success of the grocery store doesn't depend on AJ. It depends on us. Like, so we, we got all of that feedback. And then that's how we designed and built our grocery store. We, we have a small fo- footprint, 16,000 square feet, um, small back room. We have a cafe, you know, fresh produce and, and all that. That's our mission. We exist to eradicate food deserts to bring fresh and healthy access to all. So, we let the voices of the, the community build the store.
1: What did they say? So, what did the voices of the community say? What did they want?
2: <sighs> Man, sometimes we destroy our own. They wanted, you know, some people wanted to have uh, 15 restaurants inside. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I mean, what are you even talking about? <laughs> uh, really, what they wanted after all of that, what they wanted was fresh produce and a place where the community could gather. Out of all of those meetings, that was the summation. Months of driving home sometime feeling like, dang, I ain't opening up no grocery store. This is hard. But after all that, it comes back to how do we serve and add value. And that's what the community wanted. We want fresh produce. And the, the stigma was North Tulsa doesn't want fresh produce. What? Like, oh, they're not going to buy it. Produces are, we have to get a produce truck seven days a week. They have access now. There was no access. Dollar General was all, you know, processed stuff. So listening to the community, and that's how we continue to, to build and evolve and build in it and, and expand it right now.
1: So, all right, how do you get fresh produce? Were you just lo- uh, local farmers?
2: So we do have some local farmers. Uh, our distributor is out of Oklahoma City, so we, we're in a co-op, okay. which your agriculture piece, we must get a black co-op.
1: What is what, explain what the agriculture co op is?
2: Um, the agriculture co op is where different groups. So if this table is a co op, you would pay shares. I would pay shares. You would pay shares into this to this business, and this business is dealing with the craft foods, um, Kellogg's, all your your big people. So that's where we get. We had to buy a, a license, pay into this co op, and so they basically broker food deals for us. And so we, that was the first step, is to get a, a food distributor. And so we do all of our ordering through this food distributor. But what people don't understand is bulk buying is a real thing. I'm an independent grocer. So Coke, I mean Walmart, they probably buy a million bottles of Coke a day and sell it. I need 1,000 a, a day. Well, who's going to get better purchasing power? They are because it's about volume so this co-op is made up of thousands of um, big grocers small grocers but there's still a hierarchy within and that's where we get our our food from but what we also are doing now is we have begun buying from local outside of the system because we want to support local businesses and 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 black businesses but there's not a lot of black farmers Hmm. especially produce so that, that agriculture piece that you guys did is huge. Mm. We, we need to and we will create with you all a, a black co-op because the black businesses, that was the ecosystem of Black Wall Street. That's why it was so successful because we work, play, live, shop amongst each other. So you you got, you got a restaurant but you're buying your, your food from from Rashad who got, who got the grocery store. That's why Black Wall Street was producing so many millionaires because we had an ecosystem of our own.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you have a tie. When you were developing the store and creating it, you were very intentional about how you wanted it to look. So I want you to talk to the story about the Mans Brothers because you're not the first grocery store to be in Autosa 1930. The Mans Brothers was the first. And so can you tell about the impact and the influence that it had on you?
2: Yeah, it was. Um, we were in final, final phase design of the grocery store, and there's this blank wall. The architect had had a blank wall in the grocery store. And I remember one day before we opened that I was looking at this wall. I sat in the cafe and I was looking at this wall and I said, something is missing. Something is missing. And so I just had an instinct, look up black grocers. So I looked up black grocers and there wasn't a lot of information. I called Tulsa Historical Society. I even called the state Oklahoma Historical Society and I asked them can you send me a picture of the black, of a black grocery store? And they cooperated, but the only pictures I got were the, after the race massacre. So it was burned buildings, and I was like, "Yo, somebody's got to have somebody got to have history." So doing further research, uh, came learned about the man Brothers. The man Brothers were uh, they had Mann Brothers liquor, Mann Brothers recording studio, and Mann Brother groceries. And so right there in the in the heart of North Tulsa. Uh, They had a grocery store. And I saw this beautiful picture. I think there was 13 13 family members standing in front of a grocery store after the race massacre. And I got my research and started just studying. I said, that's it. We have to pay homage to those that came before us because I wouldn't be here had it not been for their sacrifice. And the sacrifice is so many. So we have this massive picture in our grocery store that when you work, the first thing you see when you go into the grocery store, you see this black excellence family from, from that time standing in front of a grocery store to show together, hey, we, we, we can do this. So don't steal here because you're stealing from them. Don't, don't, act, don't act crazy in here because they went before us. So we, we intentionally put that design at the front of the store to remind people, together we're going to rise up. That's powerful. So uh, going back
0: to the co-op, because now I'm thinking to myself, the co-op, obviously, you use the example of Walmart, and obviously you're at a smaller scale. Do you independently try to find corporate partners, right? So like, if can you go to a distributor directly? Can you find like a Coke distributor in the, the south, or the south region that you can directly go to? Is that something that you guys utilize as well? Or is it just, all right, we're gonna use the co-op and we'll figure out small businesses as well? Or how do you, how do you balance that?
2: Yeah, so there's 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 two sides of that coin. So the majority of our food comes from a distributor because they are they're like the Amazon in that space. And there's several different distributors across the country. Um, we chose the one that was obviously an hour away from us in Oklahoma City. Yes, we can go. It's called direct DSD direct sales uh, direct sales to vendor basically is what it is. So we can talk to the Cokes, but our 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 volume buying power still is dependent on the co-op. Okay. so that 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 that's the challenge that we face being a smaller chain right now but as we go to eradicate food deserts across the country that won't be the case and much longer and, and what, what what i see is we will have we will create multiple co-ops and identify hey you're, you're a chicken farmer you grow apples you grow. so then we create this ecosystem we have a logistics company f- that's gonna start picking it up, just you, we, we, we reverse engineer what the current co-ops do and we take steps to that. Okay, we know we need drivers, we know we need warehouses, we know we need hubs throughout the, throughout the U.S. to get and hold these. we know we need warehouses. So how many other black grocers are there in the U.S.? In, in, in our co-op, there's five of us, but yet there's 5,000 grocery stores, partners, in this co-op, but there's five black owned.
1: So the co-op is for farmers all across the country?
2: Far, like anything that you think about, like f- cereal, chips, coffee, the co-op gives you access to everything in a grocery store that you need.
1: Oh, so you're, so you're only buying from one source. Yes. You're not like getting water from another, like everything that you get in the grocery store is coming from the co-op.
2: Yes, but we have started to go outside of the system. Mm-hmm because we, we are intentionally looking for black businesses and even local businesses. We got one guy, Scoops, uh, he's, he's Waterhouse, Italian Ice, young black dude, he came to me right after we opened the store and he said, I've been watching, you inspired me. I got this idea for a business. I said, you got all your paperwork, your documentation, health department, all that, going through, yeah, he, he got it all, I said, let's settle in the store. He's on track right now to make six figures and about to leave his job because his product is going crazy in the store. And we wanna create more black products so that way we can have that ecosystem of sustainability, economic development, but wealth. Building wealth is key, but the system does fight against that. But we breaking through the system. Even inside that, I remember we had that conversation about
0: pricing by shelf, right? So like if he has a product, well, this company says that they have to be on the top shelf in the first row mm-hmm. of the aisle. So, how, like, I can imagine a lot of people coming up with ideas. Do they they're gonna have to combat that, or do you have some way to say, "All right, well, we're gonna make sure that you're placed in a in a prime location as well"?
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like your Coke, your Pepsi, uh, they pay they they can pay you direct for shelf space. Right. So as a businessman, it's like, nah, you can't take that because I need Coke's check coming in. Um, but we can be strategic around. Okay. Let's put Coke is here. They are paying good dollar. And I will say to that, the first time around dealing with those contracts, I missed out on a lot of money because I didn't have the proper knowledge. And when I learned that there's a whole world of the giants that you can deal directly with, everybody's contract has changed now because <laughs> I said, ah, you fooled me once when we opened the store. You won't fool me in year two. Um, so we, we need more distributors businesses suppliers that are doing anything that's in a grocery store label makers i need a black plastic maker today is there one who makes who makes plastic bottles we like we can create our own earn your leisure oasis water but who's making these caps who's making these bottles who's got the company that that purifies the water that goes in so we can we can put this so the next conference, y'all got you got your own your own water. But there's three or four different businesses that when you buy this from, you're supporting them because they played the a part. But do we have the infrastructure to do that? We will.
1: So I, I heard somewhere before that um it's very thin profit margins on grocery stores. Um is that true?
2: Facts. One to three percent.
1: One to three percent. Wow. So um, just as a business, man, how, how are you trying to improve it? Because I'm assuming that you're trying to beat, the, beat that and get higher profit margins because we're in business to make money. You're in business to help people, but you're in business to make money also. So do you have any ideas on how you can potentially beat that 1% to 3% ratio, or is that just kind of impossible to beat?
2: I mean, it's 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 all bulk buying power. And so when there's a deal from the co-op, uh let's say we what do we just do we just signed our september october november deals december i had to put up two hundred thousand dollars for it but basically our co-op is going to give us ridiculous discounts every single week so we're going to do basically we're going to advertise crazy things like buy two things of bread get three free now i paid for that but from an attractional standpoint coming to the store People are gonna see crazy deals every single week. And so that bulk of buying that I that I did, that played, I can now get higher margins because I bought in bulk. Um, and so that's how we, 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 we beat that one to 3%, but I gotta do massive deals all the time. Um, and so that's why the importance of having a distribution center is so key because it sits in their warehouse and I gotta pay them more because it's, now you taking up space, We'll hold it for you, AJ, but you got to pay us. Like, you do coupons? We do coupons, yes, sir. People still do coupons? People still do coupons. Physical coupons or virtual? We got, we got digital coupons, <laughs> but people still do physical coupons. Your grandma's in the world is not <laughs> going that's digital. A, that's a whole job in itself. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we got three senior citizen uh, community centers right by us. They still use paper coupons. AJ... Here's my coupon. Dang, girl, can you print it off? But, but you know, like, like of course, I'm not going. It's, it's, we take care of our community. We love our elders. Yeah. How, we how honor o- them.
0: How often do you have to buy from the co-op? Are you doing this on a monthly basis? Three basis? times a week. Three times a week. Okay. Okay. Now, you, you talked about logistics, right? So, like, obviously, when you have to get the the fresh uh, produce, you have trucks. So is that like another business that you had to create, or is that part of the infrastructure of the fresh market
2: in itself? That's part of the co-op infrastructure. Okay. I so we pay them this license, we pay them to buy our groceries, and they take care of everything else for you. But it comes at of cost. So every time you order groceries, the hidden fees that's inside is 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 for the transport.
0: Uh, yeah, there's a, a company that I know that has a, a, a truck or two. Uh, we might talk about that after. <laughs> <laughs> But something that has affected, obviously, the country and obviously grocery prices is supply chain issues. Yeah. So I wonder how that affected you first. And I I got another follow up after that.
2: So we do have, as, as many grocery stores, we do have empty shelves. But what we try to do is get on the horn ASAP with distributors even outside of the state. Now, it comes at a cost. But, okay, if we don't have this specific kind of Cheetos, what other offerings are there? So that way we can fill that space because you got to drive profit. You got to be successful. Um, And so it's a race to now we're talking to three or four different distributors. We're paying the price because if you want that brand, they're in Minnesota. So now if you want that truck, you got to pay all the way with these gas prices. You got to pay for it to come. But your customers want it. But Walmart hasn't because they don't have supply chain issues. They built their own. Uh, shipping, what is it? Barge, throughout the pandemic, because they said we're not going to wait on who we were anymore. So they built their own. Who does that? So that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. So what?
1: What about um, food waste? Because you know, when I, was, I used to live in Hawaii and um,
2: Malaliki Maka,
1: yeah. Aloha to all the good people in Hawaii. <laughs> hey, um, Malaho. <laughs> so when I used to live there. I was in an apartment with to school there and every like Thursday they would like come and they would give food away. But what it was, it was the food that technically just expired, but it was still good. Like, you could still eat the bread, whatever, but they couldn't sell it in the grocery store anymore because it expired. So it was a bunch of food every single week that they were just giving away because they couldn't. So that's when I realized how much food actually gets wasted. Yeah. Um, which obviously that's an issue for a few different reasons but from a financial issue from a financial standpoint that's an issue as well so how do you deal with food waste um, and how has that been for you
2: yeah it's it's a it's a fine line there because if people get the if the word gets out oh well if we just wait a few days you know <laughs> we're gonna wait outside yeah yeah we're gonna wait outside <laughs> like said we can eat it if get, it expires exactly one day <laughs> exactly and so it's, it's 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 a fine line because we hate food waste like and so that's why we're we have a great leadership team but they know hey i don't want that uh that shrink in the grocery world is called shrink and you're gonna have shrink every every month you have shrink every day like if your salads don't go you try to mark it down two for two for five you know <laughs> two for 10 like if it don't mark it like you you then you gotta you gotta take it off the shelf um but that is that is a very real thing, and it's it's hard. But we we, we donate we donate that that food because we don't we don't want to throw that like homeless away.
0: homeless people and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that could be that ties into the nonprofit in a sense, it does. right? Uh, or oh, that was
1: Gooder. We interviewed. You ever heard of that before, Gooder? Mm-mm. So we interviewed uh, a young lady. Her name is Jasmine Crow. Yep. She has a, a company in Atlanta called Gooder, and just for this, so it was and it's actually she turned into a business. Because now, like, um, right when the like, restaurants and grocery stores, and she um, would get and give it to homeless shelters. But I think she's actually, like, buying it from the from the um, stores at, like, a very low price. But it's still some level of, of money that's coming in. And now, so now it's like a win-win for everybody. So it's not like they're just giving away food for free. She's actually buying it. But well, now she's created a, a whole ecosystem where she actually turned a nonprofit into a business because the food, she saw so much food being wasted that she said it, it could be a more efficient way to go about it. Mm-hmm.
2: And so they, it they call, I, I will look her up. What's her name? Uh, Jasmine Crow. Right? Yep. Jasmine yeah. Crow? And, and Gooder. How do you spell Gooder? Uh, G-O-O-D-R. G-O-O-D-R? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So in that they're called, in the grocery where they're called street deals. So, if Coke, I don't know why I keep going back to Coke. Um, I, I guess Coke is about to cut me a check. So <laughs> like, I feel it. I feel it. Point. Kind of like BET, y'all said on stage, BET, <laughs> open, cut that check, baby. Yes. yes. Uh, BET, why don't you have a food co op? <laughs> very, very good Great question. They're going to fund your agriculture piece. We're going to buy our, our produce and our meat from you. And so, see so that ecosystem. EYL Farms. Come hey! Up. EYL Farms. Sounds good. That sounds good. We got to close somebody really quickly. <laughs> Where, <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> hey, there you go. And 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 because that that's key. Like we ha- our motto is we want people to be seen, to feel safe, and to be heard. The one of the key things for us at the grocery store, people know many di- many times throughout the week, throughout the day, I'm at the front door as the greeter. And so they know AJ I don't want that brand of chicken. Okay, well, if I buy that other brand and bring it in, you better buy it every week. The next week, we order it. So the the community partnership that's there, we now have a massive vegan aisle. I didn't even know I had that many black vegans in North Tulsa. But we have a massive vegan because the people say, AJ, AJ, you listen to us, right? Yeah, yeah, how can I serve you? We're going to get this. Okay, that's going to cost me money, baby. You're going to be here every Thursday when that truck comes in? I'm going to be here. And they show up. Do
0: you, do you feel, I mean, obviously, from the, the standpoint of education, do you feel the responsibility? Obviously, the vegan option is, you know, a lot of times more healthy than the processed foods. So, I mean, the processed foods is what's going to sell, right? Do you feel like the responsibility to educate, number one, and then make sure that they have those opportunities?
2: Now, Now you're getting into my love language, baby. <laughs> so we just rolled out this program called Double Up. DUO, Double Up Oklahoma, and there is a federal program, this is is a federal program, that, so 60% of our customers are on food stamps. There's a federal program that will match dollar for dollar up to $20 per day if you're on food stamps. And that dollar for dollar match can only be spent on fresh produce and fresh vegetables. So the 11 year life expectancy rate in North Tulsa, you're expected, they're expect, we are expected to die 11 years shorter than any other community in Tulsa. 11 years shorter. So if your wife is in South Tulsa, your wife is in North Tulsa, and babies are born on the same day, your baby by zip code is expected to die 11 years shorter because of the health inequities, uh, the health disparities, wealth, all of the social, all of the challenges, ecosystems that are not there. So we are the first black-owned grocery store in the state of Oklahoma to have the double-up program. So everybody that's on food stamps, first, fifth, 15th, boy, it's popping at Oasis Fresh Market because that EBT day that hits. <laughs> uh, but so we have two kind of stores we have the within. Got a sign outside. It's EBT day. Yo. EBT baby. <laughs> so we got we have music in the store. So from from eight to twelve, we playing we playing gospel. From from twelve on, yeah. what? oasis nightclub (laughs) in this thing like but but that's the center of community you grabbing chicken somebody like hey girl i'm coming to your house tonight like it's the community vibe within the grocery store um but so that 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 federal program dollar for dollar match is how we teach people healthier options Hmm. healthy living so yeah you got your your food stamp dollars okay so don't use your food stamp dollars to buy fresh produce and fresh vegetables because when you use your ebt card you're going to get more money That can only be spent on fresh produce and fresh veggies. And then on top of that, we got a literacy course teaching you how to live healthy. Oh, by the way, if you come tomorrow, we're going to have 13 different uh, type of medical evaluations that you can get for free so you can live better. You Mm. can feel better.
1: Talk about the course. Talk about that, educating people. Because they might not even know that they even have that option. So education is important. Like financial literacy is important, but health education is important as well. So Talk about that as far as like, you know, teaching people because they might not even understand why it's important to to eat organic and healthy and different things of that nature.
2: Yeah. And that's that's a lot of things are connected to our gut as as we know. And so we we're we're getting ready to roll out uh, a probiotic mixed drink that somebody can put in their water and it gives them all of the essential and it tastes good. All of the essential nutrients and vitamins that that they need, that we need. There it is, right there, that we need for sustainability. Well, why does he, he have it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to put my name on it first, though. <laughs> uh, we working on that. But, but even in the, in the in the mental health world, Alzheimer's and dementia, blacks lead that. But if we actually study it, it's because it's connected to the small and large intestine in the gut, and so it affects the way we think. It affects the way we live. So, so that 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 literacy peach and. Teaching people, hey, you gotta eat this because it's I mean, it's gonna help calm your baby down. You don't even know. For example, we had We had a mom on the nonprofit side. She was coming to the grocery store. We had a mom that was giving her baby juice. I'm gonna get emotional, but she was she was raped, and she grew up without a mom, and so she didn't know. And so I see her coming to the store one day, and I'm like, sweetie, what, what what you giving your baby? She said, I'm just giving them juice. I got three daughters, and I grew up in a single-parent home. I got two older sisters, and I said, I pulled her aside. And I said, sweetie, you can't, you can't give that baby no, no juice. She said, I don't know. And so we have, we have caseworkers that, that, that walk with her, and so we, we're teaching her how to live. That's how you change a community here's a here's a, a, a young black girl that got raped and she thank god she it was her decision she kept the baby but she she didn't know that you're actually hurting the baby because she was never shown that she was never taught there is a baby know. juice that's out there she was giving them adult baby like juice a, don't, i was like, like cool like kool-aid or
1: something not like kool-aid <laughs> it,
2: it, 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 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> what it was. If you out there giving your baby six months or less juice, stop it. Grape or red. Grape. EYL food's coming soon. We're going to teach you. Grape or red. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Great drink. It's a sweet one.
1: <laughs> nah, but the education is important. <laughs> <laughs> had to plug that in there. I don't know the, what's happening. The education is important because, like you said, sometimes you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, you know when you know better, then you're in position to do better. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times, people think like you know, they think that eating healthy is is less tasty. Yeah. And it's honestly, a lot of times, it's the reverse. Like, cause even for me, like when I, I used to eat regular peanut butter, grew on like regular peanut butter, like Jif. Yeah. Um. And then when I when I got to like prep school and I got a little older, I started eating organic peanut butter, like with the oil on top. Yeah.
2: Mix it up. And what
1: I realized is that it tastes way better than Jif, like processed, or like... I never ate white bread my whole life, but regular bread, whole wheat bread and wheat bread... Wait, you never
2: ate white bread your whole life?
1: Nah. Dang. Yeah. But, gratefully, but it tastes way better than white bread. Like, uh, most of the healthy options actually end up tasting better than the non-healthy. It's just that we just... We're just uneducated and we just think... That this tastes better, mm-hmm. but in all reality, it usually doesn't.
2: Yeah, so, and I don't eat white bread to this day, but I I learned the the difference. Um, so you got to like for me, um, you know my mom. So Dr. Savi
1: before he got kicked out of America, you know he used yeah. to he used to be in Brooklyn, and um, he actually had like a, a storefront in Brooklyn where he actually was like bringing and it was like people that was coming in. He was actually educating people. Um, so my mom actually she was there so my mom been vegetarian for like 30 years and so like dr Sebi is crazy like he became so famous like recently but yeah she i remember like in like the early 90s and she was started to go to him and she was telling me about him like 25 years ago so she always crazy yeah so she was always like on that health kick she didn't really push it but she was like real big on like that kind of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was something that was real big for me in my household. And, like, even going to school, like, I always... She always packed lunch for me. Mm, and that's a fact. it was crazy because it's like <laughs> every every other one of my friends is getting school lunch. Yeah. So it's almost like you kind of embarrassed, like, because you're not... But looking back on it, that's a blessing that she even even cared enough to even do that like you know what i mean because it's Dang.
0: like that's a fact bro
2: He said he had a packed lunch every day a brown yeah, bag so we, or he had a lunch box no nah, no nah, nah, brown bag he, nah. <laughs> he had a brown bag he, had, he used to like just, the, he bring
0: out the aluminum foil oh yeah. Uh, yeah 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 and you knew shadi's that was his sandwich
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: hey that's power yeah. though that's yeah.
1: a plastic bag yeah yeah no it is and, and it's like you know you appreciate some things you don't appreciate in the moment but you appreciate it later on and what happens as a as a child sticks with you so like even like your eating habits mm-hmm. is very important because most of the time it's hard to break bad habits yeah. that you develop when you're young. So it's like if you have bad eating habits when you're young, nine times out of 10, you're going to have bad eating habits for the rest of
2: your life. Correct. And that's why when we do our first Saturdays or our outreaches, we have black chefs that come in and that are cooking healthy food to taste pe- for people to taste. So the nonprofit covers the cost of the taste this at uh, this different option. So that way, it's, when you know it's in the store, this this is how you make it, and, and and we call it balling on the budget. So we're going to teach you how to ball on a budget with and eat and eat healthier. Balling and oh, the by budget. the way, taste this mug while you're here, and yeah. you're gonna like it. But yeah. those habits are key. You,
0: you just said the key words: ball on a budget, right? And so that's another part of what's happening in America, right? Inflation, and so obviously grocery prices have gone up. So are you how are you combating that? Is that part of the financial literacy? Is like, yeah, we're going to walk you through it because. Prices go up. That affects you, yeah. But it also affects the consumer. So yeah. So right now,
2: inflation is you know in the grocery spaces is twelve to eighteen percent up.
0: Yeah.
1: Since last year.
2: Yeah. Damn. And so, but here my my customer level is the same. You know, we see four to four to six hundred people to come through our doors every day, and so. What I have to do is I have to I'm I'm am in a race against inflation. So as inflation comes down, I better I better shift and be on the right side of that, or else you, you, the economy is a scale. If I'm not careful, I will end up inflating and ballooning myself, which then balloons the community, which then goes, oh shoot, that one to three profit margin. Last month we may have made X number of thousand dollars. Oh shoot, now we into this. No commas, no. So we are intentional about making sure that we are combating because inflation is going to come down. It may take a while, mm-hmm. but as of right now as one grocery store. We are already planning for when inflation comes down. Our money is not based off of inflation. Like the profit is, is not based off of inflation. And so it's it's a it, it's that tension you got you fight. You got to fight that 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 tension for sure.
1: So um, let's talk about this food desert situation because um like i said i actually when i was i used to live in baltimore i used to live in a lot of places so i used to live <laughs> you, you in baltimore might, you might have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> with the
2: bag lunch maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i went to school in baltimore so um i did a it was called handles like i forgot what it, the acronym stand for but it was a research and i had to go around and it was it was an eye-opening experience for me um uh, because you don't think about it like nobody mm. ever thinks about stuff you just live. Yeah. But then when you actually think about it and I'm going to all these different neighborhoods and I'm going to the uh like bodegas and like taking an inventory of what they have in the bodegas and I had to go through this whole research project. Um and that's the first time that I really got educated on food deserts and mm. why why there are food deserts and how dangerous it is for food deserts and so your name is Oasis. Does that have anything to do with a food desert because a oasis obviously is a is a water in the middle of a desert. So is that place of
2: refuge. Ah. So 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 how <laughs> we, we even we got did. the name. I was working, I was still working at my 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 other job at the time, and I was in a role with the city where I was helping them to build it, like like design. This is like paper design, not even structure. And I remember they were trying to find a a, a name, and so I, I was in my my home office one night and this company had sent all these suggested names. And I'm like, man, these names is trash. I get halfway through the list, like 77 names. I'm halfway through the list. I'm tired. It's like 1140 something. And I remember to this day, I, I closed my laptop and I said, man, if I was physically in the desert, what would I feel? Okay. So if I was in the Sahara desert, I would feel hot. Of course, I would want water. I would want food. I would want shade, man. I, and we've seen in movies, people start going out of their mind. So you see hallucinations. So I was like, man, if I had started seeing hallucinations, what would I see? And I saw this picture of Hawaii. I've not been to Hawaii yet, but Oasis, are on your leisure, coming to Hawaii. Facts. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <so. laughs> so. And so I remember saying, I would if I had hallucinations, I would see Hawaii. And I said, Oasis. And I remember opening up my laptop and I Googled Oasis. And there's obviously various different ones, but each one of the so three different ones that I found, one had refuge. Uh, one had shelter, one had safe place. I said, that's it. North Tulsa, blacks haven't had a refuge. We haven't had a safe place, and we haven't had a refuge. The name is Oasis, where you can come to be seen, to feel safe, and to be heard. And, and, and that's, our, our communities have gone through so much. I think about the story of, of a single parent mom who a few weeks ago, her baby died in a fire. She came to the grocery store. She has a, an eight-year-old daughter. She came to the grocery store because we have a utilities and rent assistance program that somebody in her apartment complex knew that she was behind on her bills and said, go to Oasis because they can help you pay your bills. She came to Oasis. She got the information the first time. My sister, who works on, on staff, talked to her and said, hey, this, what, 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 what's going on? She took the paperwork. She left. She came back the next day to get more information. My sister talked to her again. She breaks down and start, not my sister, this woman breaks down and starts crying. And she said, when I came in yesterday, I was preparing to commit suicide because my daughter died in a fire and and it's my fault. Everybody's blaming me. I have an eight-year-old daughter who is severely handicapped. The pressure's too much. I wanted to make sure my bills were paid before what so now we have a team that got her connected to mental health services and got her the help that she needs for her baby who's handicapped and we're helping her to redo her apartment because her landlord is a slumlord so we're we we're going to pay for everything in her apartment the 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 walls to get redone the floors and all that and we're going to walk this course with you does that take a lot of effort and energy absolutely but in order to change a community, you got to start with the one. And so at a grocery store, you help people that were going to commit. So we not even knowing that that was the case, but we just serving people. So it it doesn't like and we hear stories like that all the time and I'm like I can't stop. Like the days that that's hard. It's grocery world is hard. <laughs> people business is hard. And some days you're an adult babysitter, you are the plumber, you the electrician. You're the architect. Like I tell people, you don't want to be an entrepreneur. You don't want that because you got a YouTube. Dang, I better YouTube how to fix this toilet because I don't want to call <laughs> no plumber because it's going to be on my, it's going to be an L this month. And so one time and Vlada's got recording, my toilet got stopped up. I'm no handyman. I don't know a dang thing. I had to call somebody to help me put together my baby crib when I had my first baby because I didn't know. So I'm getting this thing. What's that thing you put in the toilet and you know what it's called? Snake. Snake. Yeah. Get the snake. <laughs> the poop explodes. Oh. I, I, I die for a second. I, died. I die. I <laughs> <laughs> I scream. The security guard is running to the bathroom because she thinks something happened to me. I, Help me. I, like, I scream because I'm like, I'm dying. I'm dying. It's on me right now. <laughs> right, now. like right now, help literally, me. Literally, literally, I die. like I die, I die. <laughs> I became a new man after a shower, and so. Um, but those are like people say, man, I want to I be an entrepreneur. You don't want that business. You you don't you don't. It's easier to work for someone else. Now being on the other side, it's easier to work for someone else. But I'll never go back because the freedom that you have to be your own. It's a game changer. And and even Steve Harvey and Tyler Perry talked about ownership. Ownership is a game changer. I don't... I don't, I, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: let me ask you this. As far as on that thing, you employ, you said 40 people? 41
2: people. So how how has that been? Um, on the for-profit and nine on the non-profit.
1: Okay. How has that been as far as employing people in the store? Um, I'm assuming... A lot of young people, maybe? A lot of young people in uh, the afternoon. Okay, so you got young people. How is it? How's the morale? How Has there been issues? Is it difficult to manage that amount of people? Customer service jobs. You know, grocery store, that's that's something that, you know, it's a hands-on experience, whether it's working in, in you know, the aisles or, you know, checking people out. And it's not an easy job. And it's not something that people might not necessarily be too Enthusiastic about, especially if they're young, mm-hmm. they're kind of just doing it because it's like you know something to do Your for the job. summer. Yeah, it's not like a, a career that they're probably yeah. going to do. So, yeah, how's, how has that been for you? <laughs>
2: People are messy. This shit is hard. Like it, it is hard to be an owner and an adult babysitter. Like I didn't know I was running a daycare because because people can be catty. Okay, let's come together. Come on, come on, come on. Look, we're, we're Oasis. So we have 10 core values. Um, and so when there's a, a challenge, we go back to a core value and we teach people, we call it HIT. Honesty, integrity, transparency. So we train our staff when you have a disagreement with someone, because we know we're going to have disagreements. You're to frame the conversation with, hey, I need to have a HIT conversation with you. So that disarms, that you're supposed to be disarmed to know that, Hey, I need to, I'm a little nervous, but I need to have this conversation with you. And even our our staff managers, we train them. Hey, this is how how we will handle situations. So we created a detailed step by step to take the thinking out. If you were to come to the grocery store right now, you would be able to go to page such and such for any issue and it will tell you by detail what you should say, how to communicate, how to tie back to a core value, how you should position your body language, all of that because we wanted to take the thinking out of, of serving people so you can focus on, we're in a service industry base, so I need you to be the best version of you. But you live in a world, back, back in your home, where your habits, talk about the staff, I don't know what world you come from, so I have to retrain you. I shouldn't say I, our culture is, man, we wanna retrain you. You may have been taught to yell back at somebody. No, 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 not at, not at Refuge Safe Place Shelter. Somebody goes to a 10, you want to go to a 12. No, 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 not an Oasis, because we're a refuge, a safe place, shelter. When people walk in the doors, we want people to feel Oasis, so we train our staff. Everyone says, welcome to Oasis. You come any time of the day. That lead cashier and that greeter is gonna say, welcome to Oasis, and how do we do that? We pay better wages than, there's there's a big gas chain, quick trip, uh, in North Tulsa other than them we pay our people better than anyone else and that was a decision we made and that comes out of L for for my wife and I like if I want to be a regular owner we're gonna take it off the top first no no we're gonna give to our community first because if I can if I can influence you and pay you well make sure your family eats good then that what people don't talk about is that intrinsic reward that trust that we have man girl you better come work at Oasis it's a good place to be because i need i need us to build our own community so if i if we treat you well my wife and i if we serve you well and make sure that your personal needs are taken care of you're going to be the greatest brand ambassadors for us
1: mm-hmm.
2: and 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 that's that's the case like we have great employees we have great staff morale we have a team huddle every morning at 9 30. Where I say, everybody, lift your left hand, lift your right, and we clap it up. And customers, some customers come. They call it their Oasis Church. They say, man, I come for AJ's 15-minute church service. This ain't no church, but but they feel seen, safe, and heard. Yeah. So it's a movement. I
0: love it. I love it. So you said something important earlier. You said there can't just be one. And So let's talk about the vision going forward because there's plenty of food deserts, obviously, in, in North Tulsa. But, I mean, a lot of communities, of people who look like us yeah. experience food deserts.
2: So what's the vision for scale? We, we right now, uh, actually this, this morning, matter of fact, um, I'm, I'm, my leg is shaking because I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. But we, I had an opportunity to take venture money early on in month three. And I just <laughs> I felt at the time, if y'all are coming at me this early, there's something to this. Now, mind you, I was taking no salary and you get you get I think we had two or three different offers at the time with commas in that thing. And I'm thinking, oh, shoot, son, (laughs) (laughs) I I need that money right there. (laughs) Um, And I I studied a book called Venture Deals and learned the the ins and outs. And I said, let me just push pause. If y'all coming at me with this money right now there's something to this and I don't know nothing about groceries that's the crazy thing I own grocery stores but I really am not in the like I'm not a grocery expert but we have people on our team and consultants that are amongst the best in in the US that are advising and coaching us and I'm grateful that we didn't at the time take that venture money because we would have had to come up with Ways to get that back, and we would have to scale too fast. Well, now I can get my systems right, get my culture right, and scale at a pace. So right now, we we've been open sixteen months, fifteen months, and we've already we're in design for our third store. We just bought a a building on on our on our second one. That's gonna open spring of twenty twenty three. What? Like all all in Tulsa? All in Tulsa.
1: So you have three stores in Tulsa.
2: Three stores in Tulsa. All in food deserts. Our mission is to eradicate food deserts. So what's to come? Earn your leisure farms. Earn your leisure foods. And we will go into the black... 80% of the food deserts... I'm sorry, 53.6 million people live in food deserts in the U.S. 80% of those are black and brown communities. We, we all know. It. Every city y'all go to, you, you got food deserts. Mm-hmm. This will be the model that, will, that, that, that is in place to show people public private partnerships for-profit non-profit wraparound services all under one umbrella is how you change food deserts so what's the future we will be in as many food deserts in america and beyond and we're gonna do it together
1: were you able to get grants for that one as well for the other two or yes sir so that's that so What's the grant? It's it's a it's a grant from the state or from the federal government.
2: So there's there's two different routes. So there's there's always federal money. So right now President Biden uh is is getting ready to hold the first food desert conference in 50 years at the White House. Um we I mean by God's grace we 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 will be able to 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 be at that and and have Already started some preliminary conversations with, with, uh, with our office on what is it that we're doing and how can they leverage that as, as the model? And so I'm like, okay, as you pass bills, we're going to do this model with the money that y'all set aside. And every state has a, a, an allocation of money. Every county has an allocation of money, but it's up to those decision makers for how they spend that money. So that's why relationships are key, because as we go into these different cities, everybody's got their own pot. Okay, we're just going to we're going to leverage that and create jobs, create sustainability, earn your leisure, food farms, agriculture. You see, we keep coming back. You see, there's a theme here. And all of a sudden, there's this massive ecosystem. As we grow, y'all are going into places every week, every day, just about where there is a lack of food access. And by the way, the nonprofit just bought a brand new 15 passenger van and we're gonna start going home by home, picking up people three times a week to bring them to the grocery store, those that don't have transportation. Who does that? Because it's about people. It's about serving people. So where there's see a need and meet it, find a hurt and heal it. Our communities are broken, but we, 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 we can heal our communities. I get revved up. So, yeah. relationship
0: is very important. I was gonna ask about Soulful Sundays. I keep, see, I keep seeing it.
2: Soulful Sundays at Oasis.
0: I oh, I, yeah. I mean, I watch the videos. I want you to tell me what it's all about.
2: It gets me pumped up. Listen to it. So just you ain't watched no Soulful Sunday, cuz I, I wouldn't bring it up if I didn't. <laughs> so Soulful Sundays is a matter of the heart for for, for me. Um, and finding a way to motivate. It's so funny. Some customers say that they shop on Sundays, but they wait until the Soulful Sundays posted because they say that's Pastor AJ. People really say Oasis is their church. I'm like, we ain't no church, but it's a movement. Like you get like our, our, our pages aren't really talking about buy two apples, get one free. You go to our, our Instagram or mine, it's, it's the stories of people like so Soulful Sundays is a motivational minute. Really? And and it's and it's the thought through sometimes it's not as what's the word in my heart? And we look at the camera and we say, Soulful Sundays at Oasis. Let's see, what was the last one? Oh, it was fertilizer. You know what? Every garden needs dirt. You but but you know what? Every garden also needs fertilizer. What's fertilizer? Fertilizer is shit. Got him. Okay. <laughs> but but we all want to grow, right? You want to grow, I want to grow. But we don't want to go through the shit. But the shit on a garden is necessary for growth in your life you will walk through shit keep growing so for sunday you're seen safe and heard boy earn your leisure so, look at that whoa man even the cameraman is about to take a lap around this thing <laughs> but it's about serving people it's a fact it's about serving people and we're we are passionate about being the answer to serve people it's still tough y'all better come on we're gonna change the world we are changing the world and it starts with us.
0: Yeah, Yo, know, I'm glad you did that one because that's the last one I watched. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Facts, come on.
1: There you have it. Um, all right, my last question is, so what's the what's the 10-year plan for this? Is it going to be in cities all across America? Um, but how do you envision Oasis uh, scaling? You're already scaling locally in, uh, in your neighborhood, in uh, Oklahoma, Tulsa where do you see
2: this going Oasis hospitals, Oasis boys homes, Oasis girls homes, Oasis manufacturing, Oasis logistics, Oasis schools, Oasis apparel, and all of this is not about the Oasis brand, it's about connecting people. So Oasis is not is not just a grocery store. We have another model. We say we're more than just groceries, equipping you for life. We want to equip you for life. How do I do that? How do we do that? Food, medical, education, literacy, training, workforce development, housing, transportation, e-commerce, Oasis technology, Oasis media. And, And it's not that it has to be the brand Oasis, but the next two years, five years, 10 years, A movement of teaching boys and girls and kids and and senior citizens and blacks and whites and Asians and rich and poor about about access to food and the importance of serving people that's the next one to ten years and beyond not just in Oklahoma but in food deserts across America
1: there you have it ladies and gentlemen very powerful AJ, thank you, brother. Johnson. We got to uh, collaborate We gotta collaborate on a few different things, for sure. But I'm definitely interested in that farm idea.
2: Let's go. On your uh, leisure food, LLC. <laughs> It'll be up in a few weeks. <laughs> a, oh, you know what I want to do, though? Today. Straight up. Today. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the vegan lady that was on the stage. Slut, slutty vegan? Slutty vegan. Yeah, pinky. You, pinky call. Yo, when I was in the audience listening to her at, at InvestFest, I said, the month of October, we are going to do a 30-day. AJ going to go vegan for 30 days. All products, detergents, food. And I had that idea sitting in the in the audience. And, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I, I basically told my team, I said, let's see, let's send her a message to see if she can just send us, because, you know, dude's deodorant, how, how am I going to go to the gym smelling like a dang onion, you know? but But we're going to. And we're gonna document everything to show people, hey, here are the options of healthy living. Guess what? I'm the. F- I'll show you. I'll do it. So I'm gonna submit. I love me some chicken, but I'm gonna submit to be a vegan, and we'll document it and show our 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 audience, hey, these are options, and we'll show you the budget. So people are like, oh, well, you can you can do that because you got. Uh- no, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna live like a vegan, full blown vegan. Like you was going to the school with my foil yeah. at work <laughs> and 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 we're gonna teach people and show them slow tell Slutty vegan we she need to post more content so we can because I'm trying to figure out how to and I'm nervous to be honest I'm gonna be a vegan for 30 days I don't know but I'm gonna show people so that way people know there is a there is a different way yeah yeah a healthier way
1: very important um uh, I think it's not that difficult it's it, like you said, it becomes difficult when you start getting into the the technicalities of it, like the deodorant.
0: to paste like, Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shampoo. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going we to do it.
0: We're going to figure it out. That's Had it. your
2: leisure foods coming.
0: EYL Farms.
2: <laughs> hey, they just bought the LLC right now.
0: Yep, that that actually just happened.
2: it. <laughs> tell, tell Steve Harvey, you look. He he go, that's your next investment. He going invest <laughs> to invest in you right there. Get a, Get a tractor like Rick Ross. Hey, he got a tractor?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, a couple of them. But
2: does he have a farm?
1: He has animals. That he's he just got a couple cows. He got chickens. So Horse. he's he's developing a farm. Yeah. On his, on, on livestock. His yeah, he got like 180 acres or something like that. So. He's developing.
2: And if he could supply his own chicken for all his wing stops, that's a that's a game changer.
1: There you go. Yeah.
2: What? Lemon pepper wings. Hey! For everybody. With yeah. the soda on the side. Hey. <laughs> in abundance. <laughs> there is abundance. And that's the thing, black people, we gotta understand there is abundance in the world. Chicken wings is your birthright. Yay! Hey. But there is abundance. Someone else winning doesn't mean that you lose. That's a fact. Black people, we have to not self-destruct. Like, we we the, the power that lies within us as a community. There, is, there there should be, there is now a new Black Wall Street evolving, and not just in Tulsa. Black Wall Street is not a physical location. Black Wall Street is a mindset of excellence, of health, of options, of education. And and we we must recreate that together. And now is the and we're doing it. It's already happening. E. do y'all have like it just hit me, like. On your different platforms, uh, on your website, do you have like, hey, this is housing, this is food, like all of the people that you know in your 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 influence world? Like no. a reference? Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, we, we don't, but it's a good idea. We can definitely kind of organize it like that.
2: I, it just popped in my head. Like, y'all, people go to y'all. Like, I was telling, I was telling Troy, I didn't sell my rental property because I saw, like, I needed money. I didn't sell my rental property because y'all posted... uh something one morning, you know, you do your thing, you got the thing in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I didn't sell my rental property because I I saw a a one minute nugget and I was like, dang. And I actually needed that. I was telling him, I I thought I needed that. As collateral, the money for my second store ended up getting a grant and didn't even need the bank and didn't, and I still got my rental property. But I almost sold it. Mm.
0: Power information. You never know.
2: Y'all are a reference point. Y'all are a university, a global university.
1: Yep, EYL University. What AJ said? A much higher learning.
2: So <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. Thank ah. you
1: for the energy, man. Thank you for the energy. Uh, Informational, definitely transformative situation and very important, too, because, like I said, yeah. we're talking about money and money's important, but finances is only as good as your health. Mm. So, health is wealth, and you have to be able to even be healthy to enjoy your yeah. finances. Yeah. So, health is extremely extremely important something that we all should take serious and what we put in our bodies is ultimately probably the most important thing mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah
0: thank up, you keep up the great work yeah thank you for your vision thank you for your passion man come on yeah man it's I'm important grateful. right like you were given a vision and it was you walked into the footsteps that were left for you that's the most important thing like mm-hmm. the bill has been passed like you said but it was waiting for you to come do it so mm-hmm. we appreciate you Holly, for everything you're doing it's man. important Vest Fest
2: remember. October, London, be there. Yes, <laughs> yes. <that's a> fact. <laughs> Halloween. We're grateful. Honored to be with you guys. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your consistency, your dedication, because it is impacting North Tulsa residents that you may never meet, that you may never know. But your information, as it impacts me, and I literally walk that out, it impacts District 1 in North Tulsa. Thank you.
1: Thank you, brother. Troy,
0: housekeeping items? Uh, Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody on Earn Leisure University. Uh, All our earners everywhere, worldwide, global. Like you said, it's it's not an American thing. It's a global thing. So shout out to all our earners. Shout out to all the people uh, behind the scenes that are making the – the train go, man. We appreciate everybody. Shout out to everybody that's supporting the merch. We love y'all as well. And again, man, thank you AJ for coming and blessing us. This is a this was an important episode. It was a, it was a good one. So we thank you for all the work you're doing and for everything that everybody's doing in in Tulsa. Right, like you said, it's not a physical place. It's a mindset. And so that mission, that vision, that passion for economic freedom lives through us, and we all got a role to play. So shout out to everybody that's doing that part.
1: Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.
2: My graduates from my school being Forbes backdrop, backdrop, <laughs> a mic drop, backdrop, backdrop.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app.